I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. In October of 1985, a woman named Cherie Warren left work at a busy Salt Lake City office. To meet her estranged husband at a downtown auto dealership. She never made it home. Cherie's car surfaced weeks later in Las Vegas. In the parking lot of a hotel casino. No one knows how it got there. Strange. It was strange. Both Cherie's estranged husband and her boyfriend raised suspicion for investigators. I kind of thought that he might have done something. But no arrests were ever made. In Cold Season 3, we dig into double lives, make new connections in the case, and examine the difficulty raised by reasonable doubt. We want answers just as much as anyone else. They have creeps like that now, too, so nothing's changed. That's the new Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie. Now available anywhere you get your podcasts. Let's bring in the head coach of Weber State, Jay Hill, kind enough to join us. Uh, the Wildcats coming off a dogfight with uh, UC Davis, down 10 nothing at the break, came back, won the game 18-13. to And, uh, Coach, what was the uh, what was the message to your crew at halftime that led to the uh, turnaround in the second half? Oh, man, we just got – I don't know. We just didn't come out sharp after the bye week. Uh, we had the wind. They did a great job when they had the wind at their – at their in their faces they chewed up a ton of clock and then when they had the wind at their back they did a great job of just keeping us pinned when the wind was in our face um you got to give uc davis credit i mean they did a great job managing the weather that first half and keeping us in a a long field them having a short field and uh it was kind of one of those things where you just had to survive it don't give the game away and do something dumb in that situation and well i was fired up how the players handled the second half and you know, handled the adversity that uh, I knew was going to come at some point this year, and I thought we handled it well. Yeah, it was it was this uh, a low scoring, obviously hard fought battle. What were they doing defensively, coach? That was making things different difficult. Well, we missed two two shots when we had the wind early in the game. I mean, we had Rashid he just wide open on two long touchdown passes. We just we overthrew him on the one, and then the next one was a perfect throw. He just he just missed the fingertip catch. And the game's completely different if we land those two shots in the first quarter. Uh, and then, you know, after that, we just, with the wind in our face, we weren't able to catch rhythm in that second quarter. And then in the third quarter, the offense came out and exploded and had a really good second half. We, just, we were just holding on in the first half. So, And, you know, like I said, I, I was happy with the guys on how they handled it because in those situations, you just don't want to do something stupid and, and get a deficit that you can't overcome. Do you feel like, I mean, did you get the sense during the game that everybody's mind was still right? Because obviously it ended up being that case. But, you know, when you're looking in the eyes of these guys in the second quarter or at halftime, did you feel like, okay, they're still in a good place. They're going to come back and get this thing done. Oh, yeah, we did. And UC Davis is a legit team. I mean, they went up to they went up to Idaho the week before in a hard, that's a hard road trip up to Idaho. And, Idaho's pretty good this year, and they beat them by 10 points, and it could have been a lot more. Um, UC Davis is a legit contender, top 20 team. I mean, they're good this year. So now, Coach, you've got a little bit of time, and then North Arizona comes to town, right? Can I talk about what you're doing with the extra time and what you're expecting from North Northern Arizona? Well, it, this is crazy, right? You play a game and then have a bye, yeah. and then you play another game and you have a bye. And, 
Uh, it's just been that year we've talked about, all, you know, for the last year. Uh, so our guys are going to have to do a good job now managing this one again and coming out sharp against Northern Arizona after another, you know, week off. Uh, and we use the bye week pretty much the same every time we get one. We're, we're, we'll use it to try to sharpen up, get some practices in, and see if we can just clean up our execution. But at the same time, we got to get everybody back and healthy so that we have all our guns come NAU week. Uh, as far as NAU goes, they they're coming off two buys because they had both they had a game canceled two weeks ago versus Idaho, and then they were supposed to make it up this week this week coming up, and that one just got canceled yesterday. So, bottom line, they're coming off two bye weeks, and they haven't played. You know, it'll be three weeks since they played when we get to face them. So wow. <laughs> This, this year, yeah, man. It's, it's, just... it's, a cra- it's a crazy year, but you know what? I am so glad we're playing, and I would so much be rather be getting ready for a game than getting ready yeah. for a spring scrimmage. So, it's a boy. It's a good positive outlook on it. With yeah. these, uh, you know, uh, with the bye week before and then the, this bye week, uh, because you don't have a spring ball, do you, do you spend a little time working with some of your youngsters that aren't going to have an opportunity to get some of the development that they'd normally get during a spring? Yes, you do. Yeah, and this is great because you can get them in on a game too, and it's not going to cost them a year of eligibility. And so, the some of those young guys that maybe in most years wouldn't get many reps or any at all, we're we're able to sprinkle them in and you know get them some critical game experience. So, Coach Scotty and I have been having conversation. We we had Kyle Whittingham on the show yesterday, and we talked to him about his spring numbers. He's got 120 kids in spring, and I know when you were with Kyle, you guys probably averaged what about 75, maybe maybe 80 uh, on a spring yeah, roster. We could we could never get at that point, even in the fall, the most they would let us get up to is about 116, 115, okay. 116, and that's in so, the fall. And in the spring, you couldn't replace as many. So we were probably always, my years there, we were probably always rolling around between 80 and 90 is my guess. So he's at 120. Uh, we talked to Kalani, or I talked to Kalani yesterday. He's he's well over 100. You know, when you're looking at those types of numbers, how, how does that affect a, a spring for a team? Well, it it allows you to take your guys that you know you can win with and, and not wear them out. And then it also gives you an opportunity to, to check and see if there's a diamond in the rough, uh, you know, a walk-on or someone that you got that normally wouldn't get reps. This is your opportunity to see if, if there's someone out there that you're you're maybe not banking on and, and those guys step up and, and shine. It's an opportunity for those guys to – you know, to get some playing time for the fall. See, I couldn't under I couldn't, I couldn't tell if it was going to be beneficial for the diamond in the rough, or if the diamond in the rough is going to get left in the dust because you don't have enough reps to give everybody to find the diamond in the rough. But it sounds like you, I think you probably bold. can. Well, I think I think I think it's bold. It it depends on how many veteran guys you have that you don't need to wear out. Now, if you already have a young team and all your your starters are young and your scholarship guys are young, then those walk-ons aren't going to get very many reps at all. But if you're a veteran team and you, and you have the, it affords you the ability to not wear those guys out and just, um, you know, get them the reps they need to get better, but not wear them out. Then, 
you know, those guys can get some reps. So I think it depends on what the makeup of your team is. Do you get the sense that there's a uh, – and I was reading a story that it might end here pretty soon, but do you get the sense that there's a light at the end of the tunnel for this year-long dead period in recruiting? Yes, I do. I, I think uh, everybody's getting tired of it. I don't think it's fair. In all honesty, I don't think it's fair to next year's senior class to not let us at least start our evaluation period again um, and not let those guys go to camp two years in a row. It's just not fair to the high school seniors. As far as uh, as far as this season is concerned, Coach, are, are your guys staying focused? Are they kind of in the same line of thinking as you are where I'd much rather be preparing for a game than a scrimmage coming up in two weeks? Well, it's for sure that way when you get to game day. Um where it's a little bit of a pain in the butt is what we've had to go through where you play a game and then you get a bye and then you get your game canceled and, and then you got another bye. I mean, that makes it hard. That makes it extremely hard because normally you're not dealing with that situation. Um, but, you know, once we get past this one, this bye, hopefully we don't have any more byes till we're done and we don't get any more games canceled. You, uh, you, you shifted that one game that was postponed to the end of the season. And then how much time, you know, again, assuming you're in the playoff, and, and I don't want to make too many assumptions here and jinx anything, but how much time after that final game of the year will you have before that tournament starts? Before the um, the, 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 playoffs, the playoffs, I guess I should say. Yeah. Yeah, so the next week. Okay. Because oh, wow. We had set the schedule to where we – if if we didn't have a game canceled, then you would use that. That that would basically become a bye week leading into the playoffs. But if yeah. you had a game canceled, then the the conference schedule is such that you could make the game up there, and that's what's going to occur with us. So that's why I say after this week, when we when we play NAU next week, it could be eight straight games that we yeah, play okay. before we're so, done. So you you'd play Cal Poly, and then the following Saturday you're right into tournament play. Or play yep. play. Yep. You're right. Wow. Well, Coach, appreciate your time. Thanks for joining us. Uh, enjoy the bye week, I guess, again. And yep. uh, look forward to catching up again here soon. Thanks, Coach. Okay, boys. Yep. See you. Jay Hill, head coach of Weber State.